Talking to Artini, this is Arthur the best. Um, Parshas told us birth. So um, we're beginning the weeks in which um, Yaakov and Esav are born, and they'll be with us, so to speak, for a few weeks. And that's pretty exciting. And the reason it's pretty exciting is that um, it's actually happening in the world. Okay, I'm not committed. Okay. So, um, so uh, we're saying this is amazing news. Sorry, we're coming back to our issue. This is amazing news. We're going to be having uh, we're going to be having Yaakov and Esav in the parsha for several weeks. And the good news is we have Yaakov. You know, this is what's going on in the in the political arena, and therefore. Um, What's exciting is we get to see how it works out together. Because there's never been a time, there's never been a time in history when the saga played itself out that so powerfully that, you know, it was actually happening in real time. So as the parsha unfolds, we're going to have a chance to actually see, know what's going on in the world according to the parsha. It's not just—it's not just going to be a theoretical thing, but we're actually going to be watching it happening in the world. So um, this week they're born, and when they're when they're sent into their avida, you know, when when the whole thing starts, we know that there's a battle between Yaakov and Esau. Who's going to serve whom? Who's in charge, and who's not in charge? And there's something about birth that has everything to do with Geula. Well, let's ask the following question. If we're going to look at a day in the year or a day in the month that we would say that day denotes Geula, what day of the month would we say it is? Would we, right, would we, would we say that it's, well, let's go through the days of the month. At the beginning of the month, you see nothing, and there's just the birth of a moon. Like this week, Parsha. This week's Parsha, birth. And then the moon gets bigger and bigger, and then there's a full moon. You could say, like a child, like a newborn baby, that's Rosh Chaydish, and then there's the 15th of the month, that's the adult. So, and there's, there's Jewish history, there's us in our, our, our um, part of history when, we've, when everything's just born. And then there is as if mature. For instance, we're saying politically now, the Parsha is playing itself out in the mature form. It's not just in the Chomish. It's really happening in real time in the world. And it's kind of the most mature form that it will be. So it turns out that Rosh Chodesh Kislev is the day of Geula, or Rosh Chodesh really shows on Geula. That's really perplexing. We would think that when something comes to its mature form, that's Geula. Geula is not, you know, as is in potential. And really, when we look at this month, if we're going to pick a day of the month that we're going to say that's the Geula, we have Hanukkah, that's a Geula time starting from the 25th. And then we have Yud Tes Kislev. That's an amazing time. We have Tes Kislev, Yud Kislev. We have all of these days. 
All of these, you would say, are showing on, 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 on Geula. And yet there's something about this first moment of birth that's huge. One of the things we see is that in history, we have 15, we have 15 generations from Avram Avinu to Shlomo Melech. Avram Avinu was the birth. Shlomo Melech is, is the fullness. When we came to the time of Shlomo Melech, it was like Geula. It was a time when you, we were in the best situation ever in all of Jewish history. After that, it went downhill. Watch the cycle of the moon. The moon gets, starts off as nothing, just a dot. We're born, and the moon gets bigger and bigger and bigger till the 15th. After that, it gets smaller and smaller. Literally, it parallels Jewish history, or literally, Jewish history parallels it in that by the 15th of, 15th generation, we had our fullness. The Queen of Sheba came, all of these kings would come, and they, and all of these leaders would come to Shlomo Melech. He sat in Yerushalayim, and they came to him, and they brought him spiritual gifts. So if that's the case, we're talking about a time when the Jewish people were shining fully. As much as we could possibly shine, the Jewish people were shining the most that they possibly could until the Geula. Shouldn't that be the day that is the template for Geula? And not only that, it was Shlema Melech. The fact is Mashiach Tukenu comes from the sea, from base David and from the seed of Shlema. And the reason his name was Shlema is because there was Shalom in his time. So, is not, how is it that that's not the day that we say, and that's not the generation, and the 15th of the month is not the day that we say, this is the day of Geula? Because as from between the sun and the moon, the moon shining fully, the moon is up. The moon shining the most that it can, it can shine is on the 15th. We, shining the most that we can shine, is on the 15th. Let's go back to the idea of the, the birth of Asa and Yaakov. All through, all through history, Asa acted as if he's the leader and we're the followers. In fact, let's, no, let's say it in a stronger way. Asa acted as if he's, he's, the real, he's the real son and we're his victims. He's not only the leader and we're the followers. He's the leader and we're the victims. That's the way Asaph treated us all through history. He's in charge of the world. It's his world. And we're his victims. And unless we, whatever, give into his ideas to go over to his side, there was no place for us in the world. And so the the brutality of Asaph for 4,000 years is unspeakable. Just unspeakable. Beyond, beyond, beyond. What anybody, you know, kids in Geula, Shlema, will read books about it and, and they'll say, nah, somebody must have exaggerated it. No one will believe it. Because it's too horrifying to believe that Asaph could treat his brother, Yaakov, his younger brother, that way. But that's what he did. So he was like the sun and we were like the moon. We're the receivers. He's spreading, he's shining the light. He owns the world, the Roman Empire owns the world, the etc. All of those empires, they own the world, and we are their victims. They want us there, they don't want us there. On a whim, they throw us out. Even Azayamazet, on a whim, uh, Cuomo decides, close the school. We have to close the school. 
on a right? That's it. And this is what they've gotten away with for 4,000 years. When it finally comes to the 15th of the month, we, little Yaakov, little moon, are shining fully. There's some fresh air. We're living in the situation that we'll be in in Yemaisa Mashiach. No more victims. No more being slaughtered, Rahman Islam, by, by, by Asaph. No more being under the jurisdiction of Asaph, under the jurisdiction of, of the nation. We're at least, we're on equal footing and then we become the leaders. We were always the leaders. Yaakov Avinu was always the leader, but it never got to be expressed. They never let us. So again, this all shows us that the 15th of the month, when we are shining fully, is at least a taste of what it will be like in Geula. And not only that, when we're looking at the month of Kislev, when we're looking for that day in the month of Kislev that denotes Geula, so we said Kislev, case, hidden, and then laid Lamed Vav, not just the beginning of a revelation, but a full revelation, a full moon. We are fully there in full leadership. Kislev really means who we were as leaders of the world was totally concealed. And then, boom, in our day now, it turns over on a dime. We said that yesterday. It turns over on a dime, and there it's, we're fully revealed as the leaders. How did we go to, from being the victims? How did we go from being Rahmanuslan, the victims in the Holocaust, Rahmanuslan, to the leaders of the world? How did that happen in such a short time? The Nazi Adar opens it up and made it possible. And all of the Kiddush Hashem and all of the mysterious Nefesh have given throughout all the generations made this possible. So, and I guess we could say that when we see a situation now where Asaf falls back into the old way of wanting to control us and act as if he is in charge of the world and we are his victims, God forbid, like closing the schools and all that other stuff, closing yeshivas, I guess we have to stand up to our full height and believe in ourselves as the leaders of the world and believe that we've come to the point where we are the full moon. We're the leaders. The world was created for us. It can't be that it was created for them. They can't, by definition, have jurisdiction over us. It, 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 it doesn't fit. Sure, it looks like they do. If they can control the money, they control the money. question is, do they control the money? It's such a subtle nisayan that we're in now. It requires such deep inner strength that you have to yeah, <laughs> you have to be a spiritual giant to be able to muster all that spiritual strength all the time and believe that and feel that his the the leadership and the power that Asa um, exerts over us is no longer real. It's just fake. Designed to look real, but it's fake. Maybe, maybe. So, if that's the case, when we're speaking about the Geula through David Malcolm Mashiach being compared to a day in the month and a day in the month of of Kislev, well, guess what day it's compared to? 
Rush Chaydesh. Not the 15th of the month. We just spent all this time explaining why it has to be the 15th of the month. And yet that's not the Geula day. The Geula day is Rosh Chaydesh. When there's this teeny tiny piece of a moon, a baby so small, one cell big, can't do anything much. How is that the case? That day, that's us as we are just born that split second. How could that be the Geula day? So the first the first hint is anybody who eats sprouts knows that but why are sprouts so healthy? You know, there's whatever. Why 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 should you eat um bean sprouts instead of beans? Why should you eat broccoli sprouts instead of broccoli? Because the thing about the sprouts is that they were just born. They're brand, brand new baby plants. Just one day old. Just a few minutes old. Just a few brand, brand new. Same thing with sprouted flowers, sprouted wheat, sprouted greens. It's brand new fresh. And there's something about brand new fresh, like the stem cell, like the newborn baby, like us when we were conceived and one cell big, there's something that it has, although it's teeny tiny and can't do much. On the other hand, it's in an energy of bleak vol, unlimited power. It's in a situation of everything is possible, nothing is impossible. With a stem cell, a stem cell can become anything. There are no limitations. Once a stem cell turns into a a uh, fingernail cell, it's a fingernail. And we, yes, do not yet have the technology to turn a fingernail cell, a fingernail, into uh, into an eyebrow. We're not there yet, technologically. Maybe Sadiqim can do it, but we're not there. Once it is, it, it is what it is, what it is. So if that's the case, What's amazing about Rosh Chaydish? What's amazing about the sprout? Why is the sprout so healthy? Because it's got real power in it. Power of legal, unlimited. Huge, huge, huge amounts of power in that tiny baby sprout. Brand new. So when we eat it, it fills us up with the kind of energy that it has, which is what? The energy of bleak vol. Everything's possible. Now, compare everything's possible, bleak vol, even though it's a tiny baby energy, to the energy of something that's fully mature and fully developed, which is externally very powerful, because it's big and strong. To that, compare that to, but it, but... When something is big and strong, it still has its limitations. Now, let's go back to Yaakov and Esav. Esav has been acting like the full moon for 4,000 years. Basically, what has Esav said? I'm big and strong. I control the money. I control the power. I control the world. I tell you what to do. You have no control over your life. I tell you to stay in my land, you stay. I tell you to leave my land, you leave. I tell you it's time to leave Spain, 
to convert or leave Spain, you have to leave Spain. Now you have to leave here. Now you have to leave there. No, no misses or else in Rome. That's it. No misses or else. Asaph always relied on the sort of the mature, you could say the visible strength, visible external strength, the one that you see. We're in the month now of Hanukkah. The Greek army came with, although it's not Asaph per se, but the Greek army came with, was it 40,000 40, well-seasoned soldiers, war elephants and all of that. You can't compare that. That was like the 15th of the day, the 15th of the month. Big, visible, obvious power and strength. Strength in numbers, strength in power. Our Maccabees were little babies compared to that. How can you pick little brand new babies, a little, a little group of guys who got together, like little, little babies, how do you pick them against a huge um, war war machine, well-seasoned, well-trained war machine of the, the Greek army, of the Greek empire. It's it's the little Rashidish, little tiny baby Maccabees, Rashidish, little, just born, little tiny ones, little tiny group versus 15th of the month. Well-seasoned, well-trained, experienced, all the money and all the power on their side that they need. That was what, and what happened? Who won? Not the 15th kind of guys. Not the well-seasoned, but the little baby band of Maccabees that was just kind of born. And not only were they just born, they had this kind of enthusiastic energy, like a little, little child. Like, oh yeah, we're going to win because... We're Hashem's children. Very, very innocent. Very not unsophisticated. Just, that's it. We know we're going to win. You know, like Rabbi Weisberg gets, gets on, you know, and does his little videos and says, well, we know who's going to win. I'm not thrown off by anything that I see. It's all in the sperm. It's all predicted. The ups and the downs and all of this. We know what, how, we, we know how it's going to turn out. That's it. Very simple. It's what Tyra tells us, very simple. And the very simple, the few, conquered the many. The little Rashidish baby energy of the Maccabees conquered the 15th of the month, experienced, visible, open, powerful, brightly shining energy of the enemy. So there we have it. So now we're starting to realize that the Geula is denoted by Rosh Chaydish. It's the little baby energy. It's the sprouts. It's the stem cell. It's the simple, pure, enthusiastic energy. And part of the reason is, how does it get to be the Geula energy? Geula is very powerful. In Geula times, we will be the leaders forever. No one will even challenge us anymore. How is that possible? Well, okay, let's look at the qualities. Again, we're saying baby energy, just born. Everything's possible. Nothing stands in the way, number one. Number two, very enthusiastic, very simple, very communistic. That's it. Hashem will win the war. We don't have to look right or left. Not complicated. 
Very childlike, not complicated. And no limitations. Nothing stands in his way. And all the power that's in Bleevul, the unlimited power that's in the sprout, let's say, when the sprout first comes out, is huge. It's a, it's a different kind of power. Let's say if we're looking at a sprout versus a, a completely grown plant, the sprout has a different power than the, the grown plant. There's no question that the fully grown plant has a certain kind of very visible strong power. But the sprout has a power that the mature plant can never get, doesn't, can't get back. Or isn't living with. And by the way, then think about it. If we're wondering, just jumping for a second, which energy of the two we're supposed to be living from to get the Geula, so we know with the Lubavitch it's always a combination. Put the two together. We can't always be living like babies, but we need to take the best of all of the qualities that babies have, simple, pure, um, uncomplicated, um, unlimited energy, n- n- everything's possible. You know, a little child doesn't know, you know, when he says, when I grow up, I'm going to do this, this, and this. All kids say that. And they don't know that you can't. When I grow up, I'm going to invent a machine that um, turn, that picks up my house when, when I want to go away for the summer to the country and just picks up my house and flies it through the air and it will land it somewhere in the country and then I'll spend the summer there and then it'll put my house back in the city. When you're a little child, you don't know that you can't do that. <laughs> and from not knowing how to do it, the little children then grow up and then they actually do it. When I grow up, I'm going to, when I see myself in traffic, I'm going to create a machine that lifts up my car, puts, um, uh, cre- makes it into a helicopter, gets it to fly above all the traffic, and bring it straight to my house so that even if I'm caught in traffic, I'm back in my house in three minutes. I'm back near my house in three minutes. Only a child will think that way. Anybody who's invent- who has invented those things would invent them from a childlike, a childlike energy. So, um, if that's the case, now we understand. It's Rosh Chodesh. Okay. So, let's look at one other thing about Rosh Chodesh and see about this baby energy. It says, there, a Gadol Yisrael said, I mean I daven to have the das of a baby. Because a baby, as we said, has simple understanding of God. He doesn't know spirits. He doesn't know levels of godliness. His davening to Hashem is straight. The essence. My essence to your essence. Boom. You know, like Reb Mendel came out of Russia after years in horrific conditions in Siberia. Didn't know English, of course. I think he was on the plane and he saw a Jew and he said, he looked at him and he said, Jew, Jew, fillin, fillin. That was it. Simple. I'm a Jew, you're a Jew. I have fillin, you'll put, I put on fillin, you put on fillin, boom, and you put them on. And so there's a myla in a baby over a guggle because over somebody, even when we're talking about a baby in learning and a guggle, a great scholar. Because a great scholar, 
scholar. He knows all the spirits and he knows all of the different aspects of godliness, etc. He knows all these things. So when he's thinking about Hashem, he's, in a way, he's, he's filtering it through all of these different levels that he knows about Hashem, about God. The baby, right? And, and so in order for him to really go straight to the essence of God, to uh, essence of Hashem, he has to kind of move to the side all of the fancy things that he knows. Just like for ourselves, if there's somebody in our life that we know very well, and everybody says, wow, he's so amazing. And I say, you know, yeah, well, you know, you haven't seen him when uh, he's hungry and when he's this or, you know, when he's bad mood, when he doesn't like the weather, when this, when that, when there's a bad business deal. You know, right? So other people are like, oh my goodness, this person is coming to town. Oh, I will run to the other, to the ends of the world, earth to see them or to hear them. And somebody else will say, yeah, mm-hmm. right. I know him when this, 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 and this. So in order to have that kind of enthusiasm to run to, let's say, hear this speaker, you have to forget everything you know about this speaker how he's in a nasty mood when he's hungry and sometimes he says this and sometimes he does that and all these other things, you need to push it all away to have the enthusiasm of a person that doesn't know him well. So a person who knows, a scholar that knows Hashem well, there's nothing negative to push away, but in order to go to the very simplest essence of Hashem, a scholar needs to push away all the things, and these are very, very positive, grandiose things about Hashem, but to go to the simplicity of Hashem, for a scholar has to push away all those levels that he understands about Hashem. The baby, he doesn't know about that stuff. So he has nothing to push away. He just knows Hashem's very essence. He doesn't even call Hashem, what's he going to call Hashem? What are you going to call? At the level of Hashem's essence, he has no name. You call Hashem, right? Or you call him Abishur, the one above. Now, he's not really above and he's not really below, but essentially, we have to have something to call him, so we use a name. But basically, the baby is just experiencing pure. Um, and you can't even say that Hashem, you know, at that level is a Messiah or a, a, a something or a... It's just... Um, since we have to use an expression... So we use a word, but that's really even not referring to the way, as the Alter Rebbe says, with a baby, the luminary, the source of illumination is revealed. You see? And therefore, even um, even little babies know they really understand Hashem in a way that we can't understand Hashem. So therefore, what? When we're going to connect to Hashem, a great scholar that knows all the great, as we said, levels of Hashem, how do they connect? As we said, by pushing away what they know. Whereas a baby, in whom the ma'or, the source of light, is totally revealed, beyond what he knows, he doesn't know, what does he do by getting closer? All he knows is she'yeshem elokamatsui. This knowledge... I'm sorry, this knowledge of all this, he doesn't know. He just 
gets close. So by a guzzle, the connection with Hashem comes from his revelation. And the connection with Hashem is according to how much he understands, how much he feels in his heart, how much he has rusted and tainu, desire to understand Hashem, pleasure in Hashem's presence, and etc. But a, a baby is essence. So, therefore, if that's the case, then we understand that Rosh Chaydesh, the baby energy of the month, is the energy of Geula. It's the energy that enables us to go to understanding Hashem on that deep level. One of the things that we experience throughout history is that the people who experience that pure baby energy um, didn't usually live to tell the tale. They would experience that very, very simple, deep experience of Hashem. They would say Shema Yisrael, and they would leave the world. They would, when people gave their lives al Kiddush Hashem, they would reach that level. But they then had to leave the world. And the Kiddush now, through Hasidus, through Pneumus is that now that same energy, the baby energy, we now can live it. Before we had to die Al-Kiddush Hashem, Mysterious Nefesh, give ourselves, give up what we knew, and now we can live Kiddush Hashem. So, so where, so where do we experience that baby energy in ourselves? Are we being given opportunities? Well, for instance, we experience that baby energy in Jews who gave their lives like Kiddush Hashem. They just like, it was very simple. I will not be disconnected from Hashem no matter what. But what if you have to leave the world? Okay, what are you going to do? That's it. Very simple. Very, very plain. This is who I am. I don't know big fancy things. They didn't, yeah, the the consequences and the, the... they didn't think at that moment, and what about who you leave behind and the family and this and, you know, will they manage without you and all these other things. This, this is it. What do you mean? Can't be disconnected from Hashem. That's it. We go. They went, al Kiddush Hashem. Very childlike energy. Not childish. Very childlike energy. That is who we are. We have that in us. The only thing is, it was in a container of... It, it, all you could do, all a person could do would be to experience that energy and it wasn't an energy that fit really well into the world. So when people stepped into that energy, they left the world. It's called they passed away. They went to Kiddush Hashem. The world wasn't a vessel for that baby energy of a yid. For that pure, very innocent, uh, every, nothing stands in my way, unlimited baby energy, the baby sprout the Rosh Chaydish energy. The world wasn't a vessel for it. The world wouldn't tolerate somebody being like that. Certainly not simple people. Maybe Tzadikim, because they knew how to contain it. But most of the people that went al Kiddush Hashem throughout the generations were simple people. They were simple people. That's it. And there's a whole story, whether it's, it's true or it's, you know, that the, the, the nurse that brought up 
um, the Rambam, because his mother passed away in childbirth, when it was time for them, when he was young, it was time for them to run because the Almohads were coming to their town. She asked him what would happen to somebody if they couldn't stand up to the Messiah and they actually were, you know, bowed down. He said, well, what do you mean? Why? You're not going to have that. You're coming with us. And she said, I'm too old and too heavy to be able to run. I have to stay here. You run, and I'll stay here. And they said, what? That's okay. And that's supposedly what she did. And she, and she was afraid that she wouldn't be able to stand up to the test. She was terrified that when she would be, you know, with the sword at her throat, she would be afraid of the sword and give in and bow down. That was her fear. She didn't want to bow down. She wanted to be brave enough to give her life. Al Kiddush Hashem. And her fear was that what if at the last second she gets scared because she's a person and is afraid of the sword and actually bows down instead. And she was terrified of that. They, for them, it was different. They were running. But she knew that within a few days she was going to face that decision. And then it turned out later, you know, after the whole town was attacked, she was there, that she did not bow down. But that was her fear. So she was a simple woman who brought up the Rambam. She knew one thing. Time comes, you give your life up. The baby energy. This is, you, it, that's the only option. So that's, that's the baby energy of a Jew. There's no other option. This is it. The world says, okay, you're going to be that powerful and that strong that you refuse to be disconnected from Hashem? Leave the world. We don't want you here. The Asaph was saying, we do not want in this world Jews, Yidden, who are ready to, who will do anything to not be disconnected from Hashem. We don't want you cut people around. You people are too powerful, you're too determined, you make us look foolish, you, 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 you make us feel devalued, less than, plus, plus. We don't want your ilk around in this world. Off with your head. You want to be like us? You know, sell your soul. So you're ready to sell your soul. You can stay here. This is a world in which people sell their souls. For money, for honor, for this, for safety, for this and that. <laughs> this is the world, the world of lies. This is what Asa said, in which this is the way it is over here. Don't come along with your we don't sell our soul kind of business and go somewhere else. This is not your place. This is a club where we're ready to sell, sell our deepest values for our own safety, our own comfort, our own existence, our own life, our own this. We're ready, we're ready, we're ready to bow. This is that kind of a world. You want to be different and not bow? Go somewhere else. Go to Mars. Go to Jupiter. Leave. And if you don't leave, we'll, 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 we'll escort you out. Chop off your head and you're gone. And this is the way it was for 4,000 years. And here's the other thing. So the Geula energy is this baby Rosh Chodesh energy. This great determination. And 
we have this every morning. We experience it when we say Maidani. We say Maidani, and we are expressing what they express. We're stepping into that place. We're acknowledging that there is a place in us that in which that is total baby energy will not compromise no matter what. Life itself is not enough of a um, uh, a temptation to keep us to 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 uh, what's the word convince us to disconnect from Hashem. So we won't live. We won't live. But disconnect from Hashem? No, that one's impossible. And so the whole idea of Maidaani is that even before we say Maida, we acknowledge that um, we, we're a completely new creation. We're like the baby. We're like a baby. Before we say Maida, Maida means I already I woke up, I kind of came to myself, and I decided that I acknowledge that Hashem is the, the real truth. Before that, there's something even stronger. Before I have this bittle to Hashem, there's something even stronger. Which is what? The revelation of the Messias as it is, the revelation of myself as a Yid, my essence and Hashem's essence as it is when I first wake up. All there is is birth. Wake up, totally born. You don't know anything other than me and Hashem is one thing. Anything that challenges that is out the door. Anything that challenges Yisrael, the unity, the marriage between us and Hashem, that's it, it's out the door. And therefore, this situation, when we first wake up, is the aside, is the basis of the whole day. You start with Maida'ani, and then the whole day is based on that. First I have to decide if there's an I, before I even realize there's an I. Who is this person that's waking up? Are they someone separate from Hashem and can be bought off? Or are they someone who cannot be bought off? If, if we declare, I cannot be bought off, are you going to buy me off too? So even before I say, I have decided, my death, that I want to give myself up from Hashem, there's something much stronger. And if we start with that, then the whole day can go in that way. Then we go out and we daven and, and we go through all the different levels and we go out into the world, etc. So what we're saying is, so now we're in a situation in the world that we need to step into our leadership role and and for thousands, you know, for 4,000 years, Esav was the leader and the mature attitude was, you know, Esav is like the son. He's telling us what to do. We're the little victims. We're the little nothing. Um, and it was to our disadvantage to be the small one. It was to our disadvantage that we were the baby brother. Yaakov Avin was the baby brother of Esav, essentially, even if they were only 20 minutes apart. Yaakov Avinu was the baby brother, and Asa was the big brother, and he used his power in the most horrific way to the max. So it was a disadvantage to be the baby brother, to be the baby. It was a disadvantage to step into this Rosh energy of I'm the baby. 
So who would want to? Now we've come to a point in history at which being the baby is an advantage. Being the baby brother is an advantage. Being Yaakov the small one is an advantage. And now the Rebbe is encouraging us to step into this baby energy. The baby energy I don't know from big fancy things. I just know this is what we have to do. You know, I'm, I'm thinking also there were stories in history of, of, you know, these kind of very simple Yidden who, um, even I think, at, I'm trying to think, oh, when it came to the, the, the when was it, the burial of, of um, Avram Avinu, was that it? Or was it Yitzchak that Esau and Yaakov were there? Right. Something, I'm trying to, wait, no, 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 maybe it was. Oh, yeah, no, that was too small and, and Yitzchak, too small that Yitzchak goes first. Yitzchak goes first. And also, I think Esau was involved and, and he, I think he felt like he, he, he should be in a certain place relative to his father when it came to a certain burial. I don't remember, and, and but, and right, and his head went rolling because the son, the son of, or the grandson, he didn't know anything. He was deaf. He didn't know anything. He just saw that something was holding up his grandfather's barrier, burial. Boom, that's it. He just did what he had to do. He didn't know any big sophisticated thing. Just very simple. So being simplistic and the simple, that was that only started to become an asset with the advent of the Baal Shem Tov. Before the Baal Shem Tov, being a simple child, a simple baby, a simple little baby Yaakov with simple faith, was a very big disadvantage. It meant one advantage. It's right. In Eilam Haba, the person left the world and went to Al-Kiddush Hashem, and it was a big advantage. But for in this world, you weren't going to, you know, these simple people who went to Al-Kiddush Hashem weren't planning to come back and become the leaders or the CEO of Microsoft, take over for Bill Gates, right? They weren't planning to do that. So that's the situation we're in now. Like Asa, Bill Gates, Microsoft, uh, you know, CEO of Microsoft, right, says, I'm the leader. I'm the big experience. I'm the leader. I'm, I'm Asia. And it's our job to say, no, 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 no. You're not. You work for us. We're the babies. Right. Right. You have to work for us. I mean, you see that. Everybody sees that today. All of these people who are in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, they say, I don't know. You know what? I didn't upgrade my education. I was kind of busy with my, my work and the family, and all of a sudden, who's my supervisor? Some 25-year-old little kid. You know, I'm 45, I'm 55, and my supervisors are 25 years old. Everybody's saying that, right? And it's the craziest kind of a thing. I mean, it's not like they have great wisdom. They just have youthful energy, and they just, you know, let's do it like this. So this simple Jew attitude, this simple baby Jew attitude, it was a disadvantage for, it was an advantage for getting a place in the spiritual world. But it was a disadvantage for living in this world and leading the world to Geula. The only way you could do it was leave the world and then, you know, bring merits for the Jewish people. Why are we here now? The merits of all those simple kids who left the world, that's why we have what we have today. They did give it to us, but not in the direct way. None of those simple yidden, you know, uh, the, the, the people we read about in the storyteller, you know, Shlomo or whatever, you know, that all, only knew how to say Shema Yisrael, they are not the CEO of Microsoft. Right? These very simple. 
Now we've stepped into a time where the Rebbe has taken the simple year, the baby energy, and given and, and lifted it up to a place where now it is the energy of the day. And all the nations feel the same way. Meaning everybody acknowledges today that, you know, you want to be the CEO of, so you're not the CEO of Microsoft. Make your own company. Call it Macrosoft and make yourself the CEO. Create the company. Get yourself a website. And who's going to stop you? Right? That's what that was. Mark Zuckerberg, who's in real Gehazisaris now. Um, right? Because he sold, he sold his soul. Right? But basically he said, I'm, he was a little, he was a kid. And he made this program and he created Facebook. Any little kid. Some of the wealthiest people in the world today are 18 years old. They're kids who sit around the whole day. They don't really go to school much. They don't really do their homework. They're, they sit all day long and they stay up a whole night and, and they're, they're thinking about how to crack codes on computers and they're thinking about all, and they create these unbelievable things. From a baby point of view. So the whole world is now acknowledging that the baby energy is going to rule the world. So we are the original babies. We are the original simple, hidden, with the simple baby energy. We don't know right, we don't know left, we just know Hashem, and that's it. We're the original babies. Now the world is all of a sudden worshipping baby energy. Great. We will teach them. But don't be just a baby baby energy to become a CEO. Yeah, anybody can become a CEO today. They don't call me America's form for nothing, right? But in terms of baby energy, also knowing truth. Baby energy doesn't just mean that you can do anything. Nobody has, nobody can stop But it also means truth. Babies know truth. That's where we become separate, separated from everybody else. And I want to say this really important thing. Five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, um, when the new age stuff, let's say ten years ago, when all the new age stuff was coming into the world, you saw Hasidim saying, wow, this stuff is amazing. It's just like Hasidim. You know, be positive. You can create your own reality through the way you think. And everybody said, it's just like Hasidim. And we knew that it's not just like Hasidim. There's got to be distinctions. But it seems like they came, they... They were so on target with us. We say, think good, it'll be good. They were saying, think. even two, three years ago, let's say, no, five years ago, we felt like, wow, are the, are the nations of the world learning How did they end up like this? They're saying everything we're saying. And they say it better. And they have more tech knowledge. They say it better. All of a sudden, boom, it's a mole. Four years ago, everything changed. What changed? Anybody who's of the new age, I know because I work with these people, anybody who's of the new age world that, as we say, five years ago, we were all buddies together. We were all thinking the same. All of a sudden, a split on the dot four years ago. Did it end yet? No, it didn't end yet. All of a sudden. Right. It didn't end yet. All of a sudden, a split four years ago that anybody who's new agey became a Democrat. And the left. And the only people, like, the only people with, all the people with, you know, the baby energy became Democrats, and they became hijacked by Sheker, because their, their baby energy was not based on MS. It was based on Sheker. It was based on Chol. It wasn't based on Kaddish. Our baby energy of, 
we understand the essence of things, we go for the essence, was based on Kedusha. And it looked so similar. People, why should I, why should I read a mimer when I can read a secular book about education? Why should I learn the principles of the Friedrich Rebbe? Not as fascinating. What's that? Right. Not as fascinating. Why should I learn the principles of the Friedrich Rebbe about education? It's so much better elucidated in a secular book about it. It's the same principles. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, miss a mole on the dot four years ago. All of a sudden, all of their stuff that looks exactly like Hasidus suddenly soured badly. And they all became anti, you know, and Democrats with, and all of a sudden, everybody became, their whole philosophy was, was, fell apart, was not trustworthy. And, and then it got crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. So that you wonder, there is nobody today, I'm telling you, I remember four years ago, all the people that I kind of worked with and all these, you know, courses and all, all these different things in my field, you have to work with all those kind of people. We do not talk about the elections because we are on two opposite sides. Because for them, baby energy means they, 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 they simply went in the way of Sheker. They cannot fathom what it means baby energy and MS. They can't deal with it. They don't know. That's where 40 years ago, the men became separated from the boys. Or the real babies, who represent Emmis, became separated from the fake babies, the nations of the world. And we're the real babies. We're Yaakov Akutan. We're the only ones. The men became separated from the boys. We're the men. And they're the boys. The people who understand truth, and even with among us, like, you have to, you have to learn a lot of my marum to really understand. Otherwise, you could get washed away with that. It's so strong because the truth seekers became hijacked. The truth seekers, all they were hijacked by the side of klipa. By the, 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 the same klipa that hijacked Asa that, since he was born, since 4,000 years ago. It's like that klipa that Asab was living in for 4,000 years, it went to everybody right on the left. And, 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 and it all, it used to be yidden and non-yidden, and now it became taisha de Asab and the smart yidden, etc. To one side. Okay, so, um, maybe we'll leave it at this. We'll just, we'll just end off with this little nakuda here that in the future we're going to be, everything will be renewed, that baby energy. And the specialness of the birth of the moon, remember we're saying Rosh Chodesh and Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Rosh Chodesh Kislev is a powerful day because it's that baby energy, but it's the baby energy of what month? Of the month of the essence of truth. The essence of truth. Hanukkah is all about the essence of truth. We were, we stood for truth, they stood for Sheker. They were powerful, etc. We, it's the essence of truth, the listicite of the essence of truth. Yud Kislev, Yud Kislev, all of these things, the essence of truth, not the way it looks on the outside. What is the essence? The birth of the essence of truth. That's the month, the essence of truth, and so the birth of it is the most important. So the day of Rosh Chodesh Kislev, embodies that energy. It empowers us to step into that full baby energy of truth. <clears throat> truth that we're not afraid to stand for. 
to stand up for. Um, we're not looking for a truth that looks looks uh, impressive, but the real, real, real truth. So, and as we're saying, it's the it's not the R, it's not the light, it's the Ma'ar. It's the source of light. It's the place from which truth is born and the place from which light is born. So, I think we'll um, finish this other part tomorrow because it's, um, let's see, I'm not sure. So, to end off, we would say that the job, our job in this month, as Yaakov Avinu, the younger brother, the baby brother of Esav, our job is to assist Esav doing doing tshuva, encourage him in his tshuva, by asking, by being fully Yaakov, he can be fully Esav. Esav is at a point in history now where he wants to be the good older brother who is here to protect his, his younger brother Yaakov, and follow the directives of his younger brother, who is the bastion of, who is the, 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 uh, what's the word? The one who stands for Emmet. So in order to bring Asaph to that point, we, the baby brother, have to stand fully in our full power as babies. Knowing that there are no limitations. When you're a baby, you don't know about limitations. Probably because on that level there are no limitations. Nature doesn't stand in the way. A baby doesn't even know where he ends and where the world begins at a certain age. It doesn't know, you know, this is my foot. This is, there's a point, I think, at three months or something, when a baby is kind of moving his hands and his arms in front of him, and you see there's this, this shock on his face when he sees this hand and he doesn't know what it is. Because he doesn't know it's his hand. And he's like, whoa, what is that thing that just appeared in front of my face? He's flailing his hands around. And he's like, whoa, what is that? Right? So he doesn't know where he ends and where the world begins. He doesn't know about limitation. Because on the level of the Maidani of a baby, of, a Jew, of Yaakov Akutan, there are no limitations. That is the deepest truth of the year. That is the deep, ultimately the deepest truth of the world. It's not a simple way to live. But that is the deepest truth. The baby energy is... There are no limitations. Nature doesn't get in your way. And also the baby energy is total emmet. Do not deviate from the emmet. And believe in the emmet. And have full trust in the emmet. Separate. These are some of, these are some of the, the, and uncompromising. This is, you know, we want Mashiach now. This is it. It's not simple to live that way, but this seems to be our topic. And when we're, and to end off when we're in the month of Kislev, which that's the whole quality of the month. Not only that that's the whole quality of the year, that's the whole quality of the month. Of no limitations and light and, and the essence of light and all that stuff. So put these two combinations together. Us, baby, oldest, just born, Yaakov versus Asa, this month, my little Levana, Rosh Chaydish Kislev, all of this, put this combination together, this is the month of the ultimate mazel, clearly, when Yaakov Avinu will be victorious and his brother will beg him to be the leader with Emmas forever, and we may we experience this now in the Gula Mitzvah Shlima now. Uh-huh.